Let's join Josh Altman and Kevin Klein. One of them rich, the other one infamous. And together, they're all dollars, no cents. Check, check, check. One, two, three, four. Beautifully done. That's a true broadcasting professional, also a realtor by the name of Josh Altman. It's uh, all dollars, no cents. Back at it again. And I just want to point out, because I don't know when you'll be listening to this show, today is a uh, today is a national holiday when we are sitting around and recording. And I was thinking about something you said, um, maybe the first episode, where you go, a lot of people look at the week like it's five days, it's Monday to Friday, and you pointed out that one of the ways you got ahead so quickly was you looked at the week like uh, it was seven days and every day had 24 hours in it. And you said a lot of people don't look at the world like that. The fact that I said, hey, when do you want to get together and do another episode? And you said, tomorrow, national holiday, most people are at a beach or a pool party right now and you wanted to get in the studio and start working. Well, that's it. I mean, number one, I love doing this and I love hanging with my boy, Kevin. Kevin Klein, everybody. I've noticed ever since uh, you've had the second kid, you're much more excited to get in and record episodes of the show, and I feel the exact same way. Yes. Yeah, isn't that funny when they tell you you have kids, you, you work harder? Got to work harder. Now you think about it, when you have kids, it's because you just sometimes you just got to get the heck out of the house. I was thinking about this the other day, uh, whoever invented golf, like, like it's such a crazy game, and it was clearly in- invented by a person that just needed to get away from the family, because it... The, the time of golf can be anywhere from three hours to nine hours. No it's one really knows. It's the longest game in the history yeah. of games, it's unnecess- except for cricket. And it's unnecessarily long. Like, you could do that in six holes and call it a re- Like, it's like someone's just like, nope, not ready to go home yet. Nope. And then they're finally like, all right, this is called, let's come up with a name, golf. We'll call it golf. Just <laughs> golf, get out. What if it stands for something? Yeah, just get out of the so <laughs> get, get. We know what the G.O. stands for. Uh, anyway, uh, Josh. Wait, way, so we, we used to play for everybody listening, Kevin and I used to play a lot. Yeah. Uh, we had a lot of fun playing, but there was, truth of the matter is, is, all of my friends, including Kevin, stopped calling me to go play golf because, number one, my ADD kicks in about the ninth hole, but also my phone doesn't stop ringing because typically, yeah, I, you know, business is going on, especially weekends, people want to see houses. So Kevin stopped calling me to play because <laughs> I was too disruptive to the game. It's funny. There were, I remember multiple times where all you had to do was putt to end the hole, but like you'd be on a call and you would like say to us, like, you know, like, pick it up, you'd give us the signal, pick up the ball, you know. <laughs> it happened like six holes in a row. And in that time, it's so funny. We're all like back and forth. Like, did one of us win seventy five dollars in gambling, and you and you just closed like you know whatever it was like twenty five million dollars in houses, yeah. and so you know you're, you're we're late thinking like Josh is just throwing away this money today. You know, he's got <laughs> guy just lost fifteen dollars in the last three holes. Meanwhile, he's just gotten a commission that's uh, going to cover the next two years. I wanted to start this episode today talking about a term that must be the dirtiest sounding terminal of real estate, but it's something you just accomplished. I don't know how rare it is, um, but it was uh, highly publicized on your socials. And for a guy like me that doesn't know anything about real estate, for those of you that are new to the show, I'm the I'm the 99%, Josh is the 1%, he's all dollars, I'm no sense, and uh, we get together talk about real life and real estate here on uh, LiveX Live. But you, you, the term is double-ended, double-ended. I've, I've got to, I have to assume that's probably the filthiest sounding term in all of real estate. Yeah, I, I agree. Not only it, it's filthy sounding, it's the hardest type of deal to do. It, there's so many difficult parts of double ending something, and correct, it just sounds dirty. But when you do it, it is, I would imagine that's like the equivalent of a triple double in basketball. Like, I mean, if you're a realtor, 
double ending something because I, I assume it means you're getting double commissions. You're somehow representing buyers and sellers. That's yes. what I would imagine, which seems like it would be an incredibly difficult thing to uh, A, set yourself up for, but B, even to pull off. It's like that rare triple play in baseball or whatever the case yeah. may be. Yeah, it is. It's very difficult. Uh, it didn't start happening uh, until really deep in my career when you start uh, representing so many houses and have so many people that walk through houses, and especially now when buyers are super savvy and they can find out what houses are open on the weekends, they don't need to call a realtor, and they walk into a house and they say, oh, I love this. Well, uh, yeah, can you please write up the contract for us? And all of a sudden, it goes from representing one side and making, let's call it, 2.5% of a million-dollar home, right? Mm-hmm. So that's 25000 It then goes all of a sudden to representing both sides and making 50000 So you are doubling the amount of commission you're going to make, but at the same time, you have to realize you're representing, you have to represent the seller to the best of your ability and the buyer, and, it, and you have to represent them equally. And so it's a very difficult thing to do. Uh, but how could, in a weird way, it's like, to me it sounds like if someone were to go to trial and they would say, uh, this person is going to be my defense, but also they're going to be the prosecution. And it seems like that would not work in a court, it couldn't work in a court of law. Yeah. How is it even possible because you're supposed to be getting your buyer the best possible uh, deal you can get them and you're supposed to be getting the seller the most amount of money you can get them. So yeah. it's it seems like... Have you done this more than five times in your career? Oh, I mean, how, yeah. oh yeah, you we, have. We we have done it a lot. Um, you know, at, at the end of the day, I always believe somebody's going to pay for a house what they want to pay for a house, and somebody's going to sell their house for what they want to sell it for. Um, so as long as you're very by the book, you follow the rules, um, you'll be okay doing it. Um, but you, you know, a, along with of course, all the pressure comes more commission. And so the recent sale, which you talked about or, or haven't really gotten into yet, was, and it was highly pub- published everywhere. All over the Wall place. Wall Street Journal. Yeah. I, I got probably 75 Google alerts with this. Yeah. Because it's a very famous house. When I saw Altman Brothers double ended, I assumed you guys were in a car accident. I freaked out immediately. Oh, and I read the story. I said, oh, God no, forbid. okay. God forbid. But we just sold the Razor House, which is. Uh, which was the most expensive sale in San Diego in in La Jolla uh, this year? One of the most expensive sales ever. Uh, it was listed for twenty five million, and it was called the Razor House. You ready for this? This is the coolest part of it, and you can look on my social media to see the pictures because I guarantee you, it's the coolest house you've ever seen. The it, it was the inspiration for the Iron Man house. Oh wow! That's how cool this house That's was. Great. Yeah. So that when you when you see the Iron Man movies, the house up in the cliffs, that's you know, it. Th- this was designed based on this, but this was the actual house, and uh, it ended up selling for. You said it was listed for twenty five million. Um, when you double in, you rep the buyer, you rep the seller. Obviously, it's a very specific type of seller that can even. Uh, I would imagine it was actually Iron Man. Was it Iron Man who bought the house? <laughs> it was something like a, a you know a, a superhero or villain. Um, but I will tell you what's cool about this is the fact of how we did it. And I think this is, I haven't talked about this, so this is the first time I'm talking about this. The, you know, this is a house that's been on the market for over two years with four different agents. Wow. So we were the fifth or so agent on it. We signed the listing, and uh, within the first week, we sold the house to our own client, who wasn't looking in the area, 
but obviously appreciated some amazing architect architecture, and uh, we ended up doing that. And that's why people hire us. It's it's not just hey, can you list my house? Throw it on the MLS on the internet, and uh, uh, you know, hopefully somebody calls. We are we're, we're like matchmakers, right? Right. You know, we put people together that can get married, but instead we put people together that buy and sell houses. That's what we do. We're matchmakers, and we are the best matchmakers in the world. And to be able to do something like that on a house that's been on for so many years, and within a week say, "Oh, you know who would love this house," and that's it. And just like that. And how quickly did the person they saw the house and they said, "Yep, I must have it." That yeah, was, it well, was that it's quick. one of those houses that you uh, knew. You, you just know. When you say uh, people that buy and sell houses, right? That's part of what it is you do. When's the last time? Because a lot, I mean, listen, it's unrealistic for 99.9% of the population to even consider the idea that someone's owning four, five, six houses, which is the case. A lot of these houses, I drive around the streets, I look at all these houses, I go, there's a good chance the person that owns this house probably owns four other ones uh, around here or somewhere. You're representing these people that buy and sell houses. Someone bought this probably as an investment. Maybe they're going to live in it, I don't know. How many people are you selling houses to that are saying, yeah, this is where we're living. This is where we're going to live with the family. Is that still the majority or is that? Oh yeah, of course. I mean, look at the end of the day, uh, buying a house is, is 99.9% of people's biggest investments in their life. Mm -hmm. It's my biggest investment. Uh, and, uh, you know, so first priority is finding a house you live in. Then if you got a wealthy client, then sometimes you get lucky, you help them find a house by the beach for a second house, yeah. and then you help them find a, a house in Aspen, Colorado, for, and you house. refer that out for the third house, and then they want something in Miami. Then and they got to sell them know, all. I, I will tell you, I had a client who not only did I sell their house in LA and resold them their house, but also sold them a house in Newport, also sold them a house in Mexico, and now they're looking somewhere else. And what's cool about that, is the fact that they always come back to me and ask me. I'm, I'm their their real estate advisor in their life, no matter where they buy. And they say, hey, Josh, who's the who's the Josh Altman of Miami? Who's the Josh Altman of Mexico? Yeah. And, it's uh, you every time. You just, <laughs> you just hop on a plane. You're the Josh Altman of Mexico, just it's like funny, that. It's funny. All of a sudden, my accent changed. <laughs> Hello, don't worry. I got you. <laughs> it makes it happen. It's just Josh with a horrible disguise. How do you say? I sell uh, the dream. Uh, yeah, sell the dream. That's right. In every language, it works. That's it. Uh, I wanted to talk about uh, this episode so because this question comes through a bit and uh, we live in this society now as you know it's trolls it's negativity it's it's hate uh, we've talked before about getting uh, like you felt it switch a little bit from like year one of the show million dollar listing to where it is now where you went from being 100% villain to like 80% villain to now I think people would argue you're not even a uh, villain anymore yeah, you, yeah that doesn't make me happy yeah, can, can, let's villainize this again yeah, 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 you need to do I gotta something. do something cra- I gotta throw a drink on somebody you, you gotta go slash flags tires or something <laughs> like that but uh, but when you see negativity because you, you get it at every phase and maybe I would argue the more successful you get the more you see right 100% if you're getting 100 comments on a picture then all of a sudden you're getting 5,000 comments the negativity is going to come through a lot a lot steeper right yes and some people and you've said this before they they have uh, they see anyone who's successful whatever it is they do and rather than be happy for the person or, or or inspired by the person it's filled with negativity it's like uh i despise this person it's envious it's jealous etc and they and the way of venting that is you know obviously leaving comments my question is when you see negative stuff or doubters or haters do you let it fuel you. It doesn't seem to phase you at all, but it must have. There must be times when it does phase you. So yeah, of course I'm human. It it does phase me sometimes. Uh, lately, especially since I've had kids, I've just stopped 
reading that stuff because I don't even care, to be honest with you. My wife is really good at this. She, uh, when, you know, now that we have, we post pictures of the kids and holding the babies and this and that, everyone's got a comment. Right, like, right, right. Your baby's too skinny. You're too skinny. Right. How'd you lose so much weight since your pregnancy so fast? Are you anorexic? This, yeah. like, like, I took a picture with her the other night. We had date night. And it was the way that her lip gloss was on. Right, made it look like she had just done her lips. I swear, added there were five hundred comments. At least two hundred of them were about her lips. And I had to go positive back on or and negative, be, or just or just like yeah, like you did, both, right, both. But right. it was like. Yo, she didn't do it. Like right. she would tell you if she did it. Trust right. me. It's funny that people. It's it's a crazy world we're in in general now. But she but, but she responds back now. She does. She does to to people who talk smack. Huh? And I, you want to? You know what's crazy? She's batting about a hundred percent of saying, "I'm sorry you feel that way." Right. Actually, I didn't. But I totally would admit her this or that, or I'm sorry you don't like the way that uh, I hold my baby, but thank you so right. much for your concern, but we have a great, we love our family, and, and of course they're our part. Anyway, super nice, like the old kill them with kindness, yeah. and the people write back every single time, you're right, sorry about that, or I don't know if yeah. that came off rude, or oh my God, you should be so proud. It's crazy. It's weird because it says a lot of, like I think about every time I go to a new city to do a radio job, the the, the first day, it's like 100%, you suck, get out of here, leave our city, we don't like you. And then, you know, that, that'll shift from 100% negativity to, you know, 80% negativity, and then you feel it kind of, you feel the pendulum shift. Right. Um, but now, you're in that place where because you're getting more successful and, and you're growing and you get the YouTube show and the Bravo show back and everything else, it, it's this interesting thing where uh, even though it's shifting, it, it feels like potentially there's there's this more, people are more critical than ever about everything. And it's a weird thing, and I just wonder... You know, because if you think about this, how it used to be before everyone was post comments, it was like you're running, you're going to run into doubters no matter what it is you do, right? No matter what job you're in, no matter what. I mean, you almost have to prove yourself every time because if someone wants to meet you for the first time, they don't care if you, how many houses you've sold. You're going to sell their house. Oh, yeah. This is a, you know, being in real estate, being a realtor, I, I've had these discussions with my brother, my business partner, Matt, before. It's it, you constantly got to show up. You got to reperform every single time, and it doesn't matter how many houses you sell. Trust me, if someone's meeting with you, they're also meeting with the other four realtors in town that have also sold a lot. So, you know, a guy said to me one time, one of my clients who was in a lawsuit, and he was worth a hundred million, and the guy uh, uh, that was suing him or he was suing was worth twice as much. He said, "Josh, you know the difference of, you know, three hundred million and fifty million is." I said, "What?" He said, "Nothing." He said, we both have enough money to pay for our attorneys, and so that's it. Wow. Because, you know, sometimes people say, you know, oh, I have more money than you, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sue you or this or that, but at the end of the day, it's, it's, it's not the case. But um, I do want to talk about something. I want to talk about, because I'm very proud of this, the Alton Brothers just had the, it, as far as I can remember, the biggest 30-day period of our entire career. Now, that's... Insane to think about because, and correct me if I'm wrong, there's, and I see stories all the time, and I don't know what's accurate or what's not accurate. And sometimes they'll say real estate is, is on the decline, and you may say, yeah, but that's true for 
middle of America. That's true for. I thought that 2019 was just didn't start as a great year. It by the way, it didn't. And what's interesting about our business, which for everybody who's in real estate out there right now, it goes through a rocky time or not. I had a not so great 90 days before this last month. And it was super frustrating. And it's it, it, it sometimes it hits, sometimes it doesn't hit. I always say that it, it happens in threes. I'll lose three deals in a row. I'll get three deals in a row. I don't know. That was something one of my mentors told me back in the day. But we closed $92 million worth of real estate in 30 days. Wow. And uh, it's funny because we were down for the year. And now we're back up for the year, just like that. Just like that, and it's it, and it's not like we've worked any harder this past three months or or than we did this last month. Uh, it just sometimes it hits, sometimes it doesn't. There are different pockets where the real estate market is slower than others. There are a lot of people losing money out there. There are a lot of people making money out there. I say that the 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 market is. I don't even know if this the, if it's correct to say this, but the real estate market is very schizophrenic right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, you don't know what you're going to get. And I go on two out of the four meetings I go on a day, let's say, are people saying that their house is worth a million or two more. And by the way, that's it's all relatives. It could be a hundred or two a relative, a hundred or two hundred grand more. But like for instance, the other day. I walked into a house. I walked it in two seconds. I knew this house needs to be priced at four point nine million. I asked the owner first, "What do you think it's worth?" He goes six point two. Uh-huh. I go, "It's a pleasure meeting you. Call me in six months." And that's it. It's like it's no time to waste. There, there. And you're rarely wrong. I, we've talked about this off the yeah. off the show before, but you'll say that, and it, it's not. Like it happens regularly where all of a sudden you would look in the paper and be like, well, look at that. The guy did actually get 6.24. Usually what will end up happening is it'll sit for a while, get pulled off, get put back on almost at exactly what you said, right? Yeah, and that's why a lot of times it's better to be the second or third realtor. The other thing that happened, so we, we sold this Razor house, um, which is down in San Diego. And in this market, in markets that tend to be a little tougher, that's when people really need to broaden their business. Right, you got to go far and wide as opposed to being that 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 sniper agent who's you know I just concentrate on Beverly Hills or I just sell West Hollywood. Now we're spending more money advertising in other spaces, and so for us to take down the most expensive house in San Diego, La Jolla area, that was big for us. And on the other end of the spectrum, Northern California, uh, the Altman brothers just signed the most expensive house. In San Francisco, wow! At 950 Lombard Street for 40 million dollars. Oh yeah, right at the end of the the windy road there. <laughs> You're right. Yeah, Everybody and, uh, knows Lombard. Yeah, you of know, course, you know San Francisco. Know that very area well. well. Lived there for years, uh, and that's you guys. And and that came up with a someone who's never worked with you before. Yeah, correct. And uh, uh, it it's. It's interesting. So we're brought on now for a lot of listings because people want the global coverage. Because all you need is one pair of eyeballs mm-hmm. to see a house to sell a house. Right. That's and it. So you got to make sure you got to go big and wide in a market like this, and that's what we're doing. Uh, when you talk about a house uh, by Lombard Street, right? It, it's a, that's an iconic, right? It, 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 there are certain houses in every city that are, that either hit a landmark, near a landmark, right. are the landmark. Uh, that usually is always good for value. I mean, obviously, I saw what happened out here in uh, Southern California with the Brady Bunch house, bidding war for that because it was the house of Brady Bunch. Recently, there was the Charles Man- uh, one of the Charles Manson houses right. you, you saw. Right. I think it went for over asking, and that's a house where people were actually murdered in, and it went for more. Uh, 
that usually always increases value, like uh, something that is. I, I think. Look, it's iconic. So for me, when I went to go see this house, I f- immediately thought about an international buyer. Immediately, Russian, Chinese. You know, I look at the people who tend to spend more money in that area, uh, and and so that was who I, if I had a guess. Uh, who the buyer was going to be, because I didn't feel that it was going to be somebody local, which it very well could be. And a lot, I don't have a silver ball, but if I had an actual guess, that's what it would be. Um, so it's like buying a house on Rodeo Drive right. in Beverly Hills. P- overseas clients pay more and value that more because they can say they have a house on Rodeo Drive. Now, obviously, the house is not on the shopping district sure. between uh, Cartier and Gucci, yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's two blocks up. On Rodeo Drive, so you could walk to that. So when you have very famous streets that are, are well-known or high-end or this or that, they do tend to get more money. You get more money. That's amazing. I remember when I first moved to L.A., I had an apartment building, and the rent was, I think it was 1200 a month, but if I wanted to be on the other side and look at the Hollywood sign, it was $1,800 a month. That's right. So I think the apartments were identical in every way. One, yep. one, time, one view faced a... Empty hill, the other view faced a hill that said uh, Hollywood. And what's interesting is I just got a call from a client who I'm going to start showing this week. And he says, Josh, I want to spend between 2 and $3 million. And uh, he said, what, what, what can I get? I said, well, where do you want to be? And so I actually sent him an email of what you can get for your dollar mm-hmm. between 2 and 3 in you know several different areas. It was Studio City, Encino, Sherman Oaks. Burbank, uh, West Hollywood, Beverly Hills, because he didn't know. He right. needs to be educated. Sure. And it's, it's crazy, because the difference you see- From one-bedroom apartments- Right. Up you to six-bedroom houses. It's really unbelievable. And obviously, everybody listening to this around the country, around the world, it you know, I, I can't even imagine the difference of a lot of places from around the country, because I live in this bubble uh, over here in Los Angeles, where it would be, you know, I go to do speaking engagements in Oregon- and you see that for three hundred grand, you live like a king. Yeah, it's funny. Uh, we talked about this before, but when, even when the show started, million dollar listing. That, when that show and it has been on the air, that I mean I don't know how many seasons you guys a were doing decade, the show. Uh, Twelve. It's been twelve years. Okay, so, so let's million, call it a decade. So million dollar listing. That used to that was like wow, how, that house a million dollars. Yeah, and I don't think there's been a house on the show that's been featured that's. A million dollars in probably 70 years. Well, you know what? It's funny. We try to, uh, I, I personally try, you know, we get to, you know, think about which ones we want to put on the show. And I personally try to give some type of variety so everybody around the world can relate to at least an episode or two uh, personally. Um, also, though, the other thing that people love about the show, just from the feedback, they love the personal stories. The houses are cool. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it's the people that make those stories incredible. And it's uh, really remarkable that in the in the years that that's been on, they've captured a lot of your stuff. But so much of the stuff that happens off the show, and that's you know, when we're out and about, you're dealing with phone calls, you're talking to clients, you're telling me what you got invited to last night or what you found in a house doing a walkthrough that you ended up uh, working into the deal. I got out got out of my car the other day, ripped my pants. 
I yeah. mean, I'm yeah. so happy the yeah. cameras weren't rolling on that. That's I'm not the stuff lying. we need, right? I'm not lying. You get some of these uh, uh, custom suits, they're tight. Yeah, well, that's right. You, go, you always got to tell the guy smaller, right? <laughs> Work on the inseam. This has uh, been another episode of All Dollars, No Cents. Josh Altman right there. Kevin Klein right here. Uh, find uh, Josh on the YouTube if you're not already watching the show. Watch it and subscribe. You can also uh, get him at the Josh Altman, me at the Kevin Klein. And we will return again and do this in the very near future. Uh, thanks for checking us out. If you upgrade, believe you get access to all of the previous episodes, plus bonus episodes, uh, plus some more stuff that we're working on. So thanks for checking us out. Anything you want to, any parting words you'd like to say to people before uh, we wrap up this episode? Yeah, we should. Uh, we're going to do a YouTube episode of All Dollars, No Sense. In the next two weeks, we're going to show you guys really behind the scenes. I mean, look, we're sitting in this incredible house right now, which, by the way, we didn't have time to talk about, but, you know, we shoot these in houses. Yeah. And so we're going to give you guys the visual so you'll uh, you check out the YouTube. And uh, uh, thanks for listening, as always. Love you guys. Thanks for listening to All Dollars, No Sense. Look for another new episode next week. And for access to the entire show archive, plus bonus members-only content and a bump up to Slacker Plus with no ads ever, click the upgrade button. Thanks again from Josh and Kevin and your friends at Slacker Radio.